heard from Frank Reich. He gave us an update on the COVID list, who might come back, who might not come back, that kind of thing, what enhanced measures are being used, and whether another quarterback has been contacted by the Colts in anticipation of perhaps something negative happening among the quarterbacks. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Monday, December 27th, 2021, brought to you by the great Dr. Mike O'Neill at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike, the best dentist in the world. Give him a call, 317-849-2933. Punch subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports, and let's talk about the Colts and the COVID list. 14 members of the team, not necessarily the active roster, on the COVID list today. Practice squad member Chris Wilcox went on the list just a few minutes ago. In fact, two practice squad guys are on the list. You've got Braden Smith went on the list today. TJ Carey on the list today. Marlon Mack, Jaleel Adai, and Malik Jefferson. Rocky Seen has been on the list for a while, as have uh, Kamoko Ture and Mark Lewinsky, Quentin Nelson, Zach Paschal, Kari Willis, Darius Leonard, all still on the COVID list. Frank Reich said that some of those guys, the Colts expect to come off the list this week in time to play this weekend against the Las Vegas Raiders. Some, I'm extrapolating, are not going to be eligible to come off. And I'm extrapolating that based upon Frank Reich saying that some would be. That, you know, you can infer that others will not be. Uh, Carson Wentz, so far dodging the bullet. Every time I get an email from the Colts, uh, Colts make roster moves or move. I think, please, not Carson Wentz, because if Carson Wentz goes down, the, here, here's kind of the deal. You lose Darius Leonard. You hate losing Darius Leonard, right? He is a turnover-generating machine. But EJ Speed is pretty good. He's okay, right? There, there's not that huge a fall-off, although there is, admittedly, a, a gob between a guy who's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate and EJ Speed. But you get what I'm saying. From Carson Wentz to Sam Ellinger, yikes, that is an enormous fall-off to the point where Mike Chappell of Fox 59 and CBS 4 asked Frank Reich whether Philip Rivers has been contacted, and Reich said no. At this point, he is not, which leaves open the door in my mind that this has been part of the discussion, you know, if Carson Wentz goes on the list, do you contact Philip Rivers? That that has been a discussion that's been had on West 56th Street again, I'm extrapolating here. I'm inferring. Um, he has. We know that Carson Wentz, because of a response to a question last week, he has not been vaccinated, which puts him in a heightened protocol, right? It's a while. If you test positive, you're quarantined for 10 days. No ifs, ands, or buts. If it's a result of a close contact, it's a five-day kind of rip, right? It's a five-day quarantine. If you are vaccinated... Things can turn around pretty quickly. That because of a newly negotiated set of standards uh, set by the NFL along with the NFLPA. So depending on a variety of variables, guys who are vaccinated and test positive 
can come back relatively quickly. That's a good thing. I am not an epidemiologist. I have no idea how this virus works. I have uh, no real profound feeling either way. If people get vaccinated, cool. I know plenty of smart people who haven't gotten vaccinated. I know plenty of smart people who have gotten vaccinated. I got vaccinated. I got the booster. I got the booster last week. It was really nothing. I got the Moderna booster because I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and they're recommending that people don't get it. I listen to people. I trust people. Maybe that makes me a fool. I don't know. But for me, I didn't want to spread it to my mom. I didn't want to spread it to my family. I, I don't want anybody to get that disease because of an act that I made, despite the fact that there have been breakthrough cases, yada, yada, yada. Hell, I don't know. Again, I'm not an epidemiologist, and I'm trying not to judge people based upon what they do or do not do vis-a-vis -vis the vaccine, because we need to find more reasons to kind of like each other and tolerate each other and feel good about each other and less to pull each other apart. So I'm not worried about Carson Wentz testing positive or going on the COVID list. He made a decision about his body. I respect it. Fine. Good. Done. Whatever happens, hopefully he's doing everything necessary to be able to play this Sunday and the following Sunday and into the playoffs because if he's able to go, good. You know what I mean? From a fan's perspective, I want to see Carson Wentz play quarterback for the Colts. I, I don't think that that's, a, uh, that's me going out on a limb. You know, I think we all want that. Paris Campbell, he's doing field work. So we had a comment on the channel, and I encourage lots of comments. Try not to make them political, all right? Political comments I take down because this isn't a political website or a political channel. Don't need to go down that wormhole and make it an unpleasant place for everybody who comes here to talk about the Colts, talks about the Hoosiers, talking about sports. Uh, but somebody said, you know, we need a Paris Campbell-type receiver to stretch defenses. How about Paris Campbell himself? He could be back on the field this week, as could Ryan Kelly be back on the field this week, be back in the building this week at least. Frank Reich said that he spoke to Ryan Kelly, and he is encouraged that Ryan Kelly will be back in the building this week. Hopefully, that means he's good to go on Sunday and, and while, you know what, patience is definitely called for with Ryan and Emma Kelly, their loss, uh, the kind of profound loss that if you haven't been through it, you have no ability to empathize with it. So we trust that they're doing everything that they need to do in order to get through that loss. And, and they should. We'd love to see Ryan Kelly out on the field on Sunday playing against the Raiders because, again, we're football fans. We're also human beings and they've got to go through their grief. And I, I can't even imagine how profound that is, how deep that is. But hopefully, he's able to go this weekend from a football perspective. Frank Reich said, this is what we prepare for. And, and one of the things that he, you see is you get to know Frank Reich a little bit. And you talk to the players about Frank Reich and, and who he is and what he advocates. It's all about preparation should kind of adversity befall this team and to maintain a consistent message throughout so when adversity does come it's not you know you don't go from hey everything's wonderful to oh my god the building's shaking we got problems here 
Frank Reich is not that kind of leader. He is ultimately consistent in his messaging and in his trust of the players. That has been made clear throughout this season. This is one of the things that happens when you've got an adverse situation like COVID has put us all in. You learn a lot about people, right? You learn about a lot about systems and the structure and leadership within a business. Either it's going to be consistent or people are going to get wiggy. And the people who get wiggy are not going to survive this kind of shakedown cruise through adversity. The people who are resolved to be consistent and, and represent themselves and, and the organization in the way that they have during good times, they're going to have less choppy waters as they kind of pilot their ship through what for some will be really choppy waters. And good for the Colts for doing that. And good for the Colts, you know, we kind of, people make fun uh, of drafting and signing to character, right? Character doesn't win games. Speed wins games. Hands win games. You know, a uh, competitive edge wins games. A tenacity, a meanness wins games. You know, people are always at the combine. They do some character work. You do interviews. And the Colts are really, really nitpickers about that stuff. Nitpicking who gets to come in to the, that locker room and who doesn't. And they are careful about that because you are going to have adverse situations throughout a season. This season is bringing adversity in bulk to NFL teams, right? Last year did to an extent, but this year, I think even more so with the Omicron variant and all that stuff, and it's highly virulent, even if it's not severe. And by very, I, I mean contagious, right? So what they've done in making sure that the character of the people in the locker room is vetted, that the coaches, their character is vetted, what they've done is put themselves in a position to succeed in the way they did Saturday night. That wasn't just about football. It wasn't about Jonathan Taylor putting his head down, keeping his pad level low and hitting guys. It wasn't about Carson Wentz to Desmond Patman. It wasn't about Carson Wentz to Mo Ali Cox, and what a throw that was. That was fantastic. It wasn't about the offensive line coming together with a bunch of new guys because you, not only did you have the COVID losses of the three interior offensive linemen, you had Eric Fisher go out as a result of an injury. And by the way, he's got a toe. He's got a knee. What else has he got? He's got something else going on. He's got a peck. So he's got the, all those things working, and they're monitoring those all week long. And then you've got Jack Doyle with an ankle and a knee. They're monitoring him as well. So, But you've got all of these things. Right, and, and these, these guys coming together in adverse situations, not really, who are you? You know, oh, that's uh, Matt Pryor playing guard all of a sudden next to Danny Pitter, who's playing center all of a sudden. And at the other guard, you, you got, you know what I mean? You, you got guys all over the place who are not Chris Reed, you know, and then at, at left tackle, you got Julian Davenport, you, you've got Pryor moving over to left tackle. Reed gets hurt, you got a lot of moving parts, shape-shifting on that offensive line. And it's not a matter of just executing blocks. It's a matter of, of having guys who have trained their mind to do their jobs together, no matter the adversity of the environment. It's a huge deal. 
Chris Ballard got the game ball after the Arizona win, right, or after the Colts win in, in Arizona. Rightly so. That dude has put together a roster of men who are willing and eager to answer adversity and be successful as they face it. And that's what makes this fun. How much fun was that game on Saturday night? I haven't had that much fun watching a Colts game since 1995. That includes the Super Bowl. It includes the AFC Championship where they beat the Patriots. And if you're a Colts fan, go ahead. Try to talk about that game. Mention that game without a big smile coming across your face. I had a great time Christmas night watching the Colts because that was a group that was overcoming adversity and had a big smile on their face. T.Y. Hilton, huge plays, right? And if T.Y. Hilton can keep his health as it was Saturday night, how good is that going to be through the last two regular season games and into the postseason? It's going to be fantastic. The Colts, if they win this game, they wrap it up, they're going to the playoffs. If they lose this game, a lot of bad things can happen. If they lose both games, they still got a chance to go to the playoffs. But if you can't beat the Jaguars in the season finale, what the hell are you doing anyway, right? You shouldn't go to the playoffs anyway. Doyle should have been a pro bowler. They don't put blocking tight ends in the Pro Bowl too often, although Jack Doyle's been a Pro Bowler in the past. Uh, Doyle is terrific. Doyle's one of those guys, a Cathedral graduate, went to Western Kentucky, talk about adversity, signs as an undrafted free agent by the Titans, gets cut, comes here to Indy, and all of a sudden he's in the Pro Bowl making millions of dollars. That, some guys cower from adversity. We're all going to experience it. You better be ready for it. You want to wallow in self-pity, then going to get you over the hump. And it didn't get Doyle over the hump. Doyle went to work. And that's what all of these Colts do. They go to work. All of the guys in that facility, virtual meetings, getting out on the field to practice. That's the only time they're together. Enhanced measures being taken to keep some of the guys from being exposed to one another and making sure that close contacts among those unvaccinated players do not happen. For those of you who are getting angry uh, about guys not getting vaccinated, what are you getting angry about? You can't control it? Get over yourselves. Let's go. Let's watch Sunday, Colts, Raiders, and let's see if the Colts can answer the bell again, find their way through even more adversity, and have a hell of a lot of fun in the bargain. All right, tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait to talk to you then. Don't forget to subscribe, ring the bell, hit like, comment. Always comment. Again, I want to caution you, political comments will be deleted. Because this is about the Colts and a celebration of the Colts. This one, we also talk about the Hoosiers and the Boilers and the Bulldogs and the Pacers too. Pacers with a loss last night. They got a game coming up Wednesday night. They got another one Friday. Charlotte on Wednesday. Chicago on Friday. Let's go uh, Colts. Let's go Pacers. Let's have some fun. Right?